3: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
1: It is you know, Lake Erie. Uh, so, um, you know, I think that maybe we're looking at Tuesday for the Steelers and the Bucks and uh, Bills. And that, of course, the winner that's going to get a pretty quick turnaround uh, into the next round here. So um, we'll, we'll keep our eyes on it. There are a couple of games today. We do have both of them. The Packers and Cowboys at 430 from Dallas and, of course, or Arlington if you prefer. And then uh, really maybe the most intriguing game of the wild card round when the Rams go face the Lions. Intriguing on a couple of fronts. Number one, the Lions are in the playoffs again. And, of course, we all know about the Lions' history, which isn't very good. And they're all pumped up and excited. And, you know, Michigan is suddenly the epicenter of all of football with the uh, Wolverines in Ann Arbor, which, if you don't know, is – Right down the road, Um, you know, it's 40 miles away or something. Uh, And uh, now the Lions hosting the Rams. And the Rams coming in with Matthew Stafford, the former Lions quarterback, former Georgia star, uh, you know, and the Rams have been playing hot football. That's at 8 o'clock tonight or just after 8. Our coverage today of both of those games begins at 4.15. And so since there is no early game between now and then, you're going to have a chance to chat. We'll open up the phone lines. We'll talk to you at 404-726-0929. About all this. Yesterday, of course, Kansas City Chiefs beat the uh, beat the cold and, and the Dolphins. You know, it, it's kind of, you know, not funny, it's just interesting. It was the fourth, what, fourth cold game, I think, all time history of uh, playoffs in the NFL. Four or five below zero, and Yoko Swift was up there swag surfing, and it's like 20 below on the field, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I, I wonder if anybody would actually go. I have to give credit and props to the 75, 80,000 people that showed up at Arrowhead. Because I, I don't know how big a Chiefs fan I would have to be to go to a wild card game when it's that cold out. a matter of fact, I can't even imagine the level of phantom I would need, <laughs> a little alcohol or both, to, to, to go do that. Because if, if you have never been in 20 below wind chills, 25 below wind chills, uh, and I have been, in, I've been in 25 below straight temperature before, it's no fun, <laughs> okay? It's like after about 90 seconds, you're like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> not, not 90 minutes, 90 seconds. You're like, yeah, I think I'm done. Where's the car? <laughs> Turn the heat up. Yeah, no, I just, I, I got to give them credit. Uh, I, I've been to some cold football games. I went with one uh, in, uh, in Nebraska with the Maven. They were playing Kansas. This is probably a decade ago. It was, you know, the wind chill probably in the upper teens maybe, around 20, that's like 40 degrees warmer, 45 degrees warmer than it was in Kansas City yesterday. And I was like, okay, I think I'm done. <laughs> I'm not a weather weenie. It's just if I don't have to stand out in it for like four hours, yeah, you know, I'm probably not going to stand out in it four hours. It just it just isn't me. And that game was kind of interesting in another way because when you turn it on, or at least when I turn it on, Uh, you know, look, players are from everywhere, right? I mean, the the Dolphins have players that played up North and vice versa, Uh, you know, so players are from all over, so it shouldn't matter much. But when your body acclimates to the weather of South Florida, like Miami, when you go up there, I can just tell by their body posture within, cause I figured it would be true within 30 seconds. I said, Oh, this game's over. (laughs) The Dolphins are, they are not here. (laughs) <laughs> they're like, we don't want to be here. <laughs> I said, this game's over. <laughs> so, uh, and then you have people out there, believe it or not, you had some people out there complaining on the X, the Twitter, whatever it is. I don't know if any of you guys or gals saw this. They're complaining, we should move the NFL season up so that we can have the playoffs and blah, 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 and there ain't going to be. And I'm like, oh, stop. You know, seriously, you're not going to move the season up. You know, I... I what, you want to play NFL games in, you know, the, the heat of July? You want to play NFL games over the 4th of July? I, I mean, just come on, stop. Uh, so, but I, I guess people don't like it when the weather's bad. I always thought that snow football was pretty cool myself. Now, it wasn't really so much snow football yesterday as so it was just freezing. The bigger story yesterday, getting lost in all of the uh, cold weather in Kansas City, is the fact that uh, C.J. Stroud of the Texans just waylaid the Cleveland Browns. Now, there was a time where I, we, I think we thought, thought during the regular season, hey, maybe the Dolphins are unstoppable. And then there was a time where, hey, maybe this is going to be something for the Browns. And then you saw what happened yesterday. The Texans, a team the Falcons, took apart early in the year. Remember that? The, the Falcons came and played one of their probably two best games of the year and took the Texans apart. And the Texans just buried the Browns 45-14. to 14. So what does that tell you? It tells you that, A... If you get the right quarterback, Uh, I'm just just saying, okay, that's C.J. Stroud. And B, you have other nice pieces, which Bryce Young doesn't necessarily have in Carolina. That's a different story. That's a meltdown of epic proportions over there. But this just kind of gives you a little bit of hope. And tomorrow I'll be back on MLK Day ahead of the Hawks game. We'll get to the Hawks in just a minute. I head to the Hawks game tomorrow against San Antonio, and I'm going to bring in my cohorts from uh, the uh, Wade Ford tailgate show during the show tomorrow uh, between 10 and 1. uh, I'm going to get Harper LaBelle in here for a while. I'm going to get Joe Patrick in here for a while, and we're going to talk about the Falcons and what's going to happen because I think I have a pretty good idea that the Falcons are not going to wait around too long. Every indication to me is that they want to move on a coach fairly quickly, there are seven teams open. If you've identified the person that you want, then no reason not to go ahead and just make the move. You have to make all the uh, you know, decisions in regards to the roster about who you're going to be keeping, cutting, trying to, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that's going to come out pretty fast. And if you have identified somebody that you want you don't want somebody else to grab them, I think it, it wouldn't shock me. I mean, one spot's been filled, and that was just the Patriots, you know, with Gerard Mayo, and they just elevated him to head coach. But the other seven, Falcons, Panthers, Raiders, Chargers, Seahawks, Titans, and Commanders. And we know the list of names uh, that, that everybody's out there, except for maybe Jim Harbaugh because he hasn't kind of raised his hand yet. But you have Brabel, you have Pete Carroll, you have Belichick, and you have all these um, assistants that are out there, the Ben Johnsons and Anthony Weavers and Aaron Glens and – Frank Callahan's and Steve Wilkes's of the world, right? So you have all these names. And the Falcons have interviewed like a dozen people already. Some of me thinks it's fake right-go-left. It's not Rooney rule. It's just fake right-go-left. Because I think I, – I may be wrong here, by the way. I, I could always be wrong because I'm just guessing at it. But what the tea leaves say to me and just kind of my analysis is, is I think that the Falcons might be leaning Belichick. I know we talked about it yesterday. We can talk about it with Harper and Joe tomorrow. We don't have to get into it today. I got to, something else I want to talk to you about. I know, I know, I, I get, I know, I know you're screaming. I know, I know, I know, I, get, I, I know. Okay, I know. I know. Now to the Hawks. Oof. Back at the mothership, Sonny Roberts is going to be taking your calls. Be kind to him, okay? All right, don't be screaming at him about Belichick and. About the hawks, because Sonny, you know that's that's how some people are. <laughs> they get worked up, and and you, you're just, you, dude, you're just answering the calls, right, Sonny? I mean, you're like, dude. Why are you I got kind of worked me? up when you when you said Belichick myself, and I was just like, wait a minute, here. Yeah. I if I if I had to bet, it's one of the things I will do with Harper and with Joe. If I had to bet a hundred dollars on one of these names, okay. If I had to bet $100 on one of the names, I'd bet on Belichick. That's who I'd bet on. I'm not saying I want him. I said that's what I would bet. Why do you think he would do it? Do you think he would do it for the challenge, or why would he do it? Well, I think he would do it for two or three reasons. One, I think he has a personal motivation, which I I said yesterday is so interesting to me. Somebody called in and said, You know, he only wants to coach so he can break Don Shula's all-time wins record as a coach and have that too. I'm like, Oh, okay, and that would wait. He, he wants to coach to win games. Yeah, but his motivation is to break a record. Okay, but he wants to, he needs to he needs to win games to do that, right? Yeah. So we, that how would that be a bad thing? <laughs> well, it's just because he wants to win get Well, I want to win games too. So how about we both get what we want? <laughs> that would be a good thing, right? If he's motivated to win games. After all, isn't that what we're about here? Motivation to win games. Maybe we, I don't know, maybe we weren't motivated to win games in winning 7-7-7. Remember, it has been since 2017 since the Falcons went to the playoffs. Okay? 2017. That game against Philadelphia, first and 10, first and goal from the 10-yard line, throw it to Julio four times, blah, blah, blah. That was the last time they were in a playoff game. Okay? So, yeah, I want a coach that's going to be motivated to win games. Now, if you're 82 years old or about to be 82 years old and your eyes are blank and you're looking at there going, I think we're pretty close, yes, we could argue you're not just a quarterback away. You need. Uh, another wide out, you need a rush edge, you need uh, maybe depth in the linebacker, you certainly need another cover corner because Akuda and Clark Phillips and all that didn't work. Richie Grant's awful. You need another safety. But I have some faith in Terry Fontenot is going to be able to go out there and find some guys that will plug some holes, and they just have to draft better, deeper into the draft. They have to get guys in the second and third round that actually are stick and stay guys. But okay, all of that having said, and maybe Bergeron's one of those, by the way. Having said that, and I don't want to get too far afield on the Falcons here, I, I don't think, and I and I can't see right now where I think that the Falcons are saying, okay, we want to start over. I, you and I might want to. We want to take a Ben Johnson and a Jaden Daniels and say, okay, we'll go from there and, and see what happens in a couple of years as the quarterback develops. I'm not sure that's where they're at. I think that Rich McKay and Arthur Blank did the news conference without Terry Fontenot for a reason. They may differ uh, and you know, they may they really like Terry. But Terry may be going, Hey, listen, we need to go out and get Anthony Weaver and go out and get a young quarterback and really kind of and I think my guess is and sense is is that Arthur Black and Rich McKay are saying, No, we gotta make the playoffs next year. We need Kirk Cousins. And I think the odds that we would have Bill Belichick and Kirk Cousins outweigh the odds that we would have Ben Johnson or Anthony Weaver and Jaden Daniels. I just do. That's just, but that's just how I read it. I could be entirely wrong. We could end up with Anthony Weaver and, and, and Michael Pennox. We, we could. I, I'm not saying we won't. I'm just saying that the tea leaves say, uh, as it regards the Falcons, and, and we'll get more into that tomorrow on MLK Day from 10 to 1, because I am going to bring Harper on for a, a chunk, and I'm going to bring Joe on for a chunk. But based on what happened last night at State Farm Arena, I think it's my first opportunity – to have this kind of a conversation with you at 404-726-0929. And Sonny, you can you can certainly weigh in too. I think we've got a couple hours here. I'm on until 2. I think we need to figure out what's going on with the with the other troubled franchise in town and, frankly, maybe more troubled than even the Atlanta Falcons. I have been a Hawks fan since 1975. I started covering the Hawks professionally in 1979. I go back to John Drew and to the uh, to those teams Hubie Brown I've loved the Hawks for 50 years watched them. I've seen some good times a couple you know ten, maybe ten good seasons seen some really bad ones Mike Woodson 13 wins this is the most disappointed I've ever been as a Hawks fan what happened last night is just not even close to excusable it's just not And I want to talk to you about what we do about it because we're going to have to do something because I think we're, um, we are in the zip code of blow it up. We are in the zip code of blow it up because what's doing now, it ain't working and it doesn't, I'll give one last crack at it. February 8th is the trade deadline, but it ain't working. And this is just not no fun. And I don't see where it's going. All right, guy. I, I knew. I know I need to take a break here. So uh, we'll get to a, a quick commercial break. All right, we're going to open up the phone lines at 404-726-0929 for all of you. Be kind to sign when you call in. Uh, give me your name. You and I are going to have a conversation. The way it works, we have conversations on this show. Don't drive by. Don't call in and say, hey, John, I, I want to trade Trey. Uh, I'll hang up and listen. No, no, we, we have conversations here, okay, you and I. And Trading Trey is on the table all right it is it it, yes it is on the table and so you and i have conversation here and let's do this Uh, let's talk a little bit about the hawks and the being in the Dakota blow it up today on sports radio 92 on the game your thoughts ahead as we continue in just a moment now last night in, in a season of the atlanta hawks where they've had some pretty bad pretty bad nights that was the worst that third quarter was inexcusable defensively. The shooting all night was – they were 11 of 40 from three-point territory, 11 of 40. You know, since Thanksgiving uh, – J- John Fricky with you, 404-726-0929. We're going to have a conversation over the next hour and a half about the Hawks. The, 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 since Thanksgiving, this Hawks team has won seven games. They're 7-16. and 16. They, um, they got beat by the Wizards – at home, the six and thirty-one Washington Wizards ran them off their own floor, beat them by twenty-eight. This was not an outlier. This was not a one-off. This was not a bad night. This is kind of who they are. Now Trey is out there saying, "Well, you know, we got to you know give it a little bit of time." He believes in Coach Quinn Snyder. I I do too. That's not nobody saying that Trey can't play basketball or Quinn Snyder can't coach. I'm I'm not saying that. I am saying that whatever the mix is currently of this team and this roster as it exists does not work. Now the biggest question has been, as we are in the almost to the middle of the sixth season of Trey Young, can they build a team around Trey Young to win a championship? Because that's all we're that's all we're talking about here. We're not talking about. You know what happened with Milwaukee and beating the Knicks in Philadelphia and almost taking Milwaukee, well, taking Milwaukee to the mat before Trey stepped on the official's foot. We're not talking about that. We're talking about whether or not this, you've got a a player in Trey Young who is arguably the second biggest player in your franchise's history in Atlanta, behind Dominique. Dominique, for as great as he was, didn't win an NBA title predominantly because every year, and I was covering the team back there, and I went to pretty much every game. So I saw them for years and years and years. They would run into another team called Boston, which had this guy uh, Bird something or something Bird. Anyway, they had that dude. They had a McHale dude. They had a Parrish dude. They had an Ainge dude. They had a Dennis Johnson dude. And it just was every year they ran into that team. Uh, if they had been in the West, they would have probably run into that team in the finals. But they just couldn't get past them to get to the finals. This team, oh, man. The 60-win team. Well, It was eight years ago, nine years ago now. The Al Horford team, right? And Tabo and those, you know, Damari Carroll, that bunch. Kyle Korver, who's now, of course, front office. Uh, that team... They, they had something the, the ball moved really quick and they they played you know with passion and pride and everything I, this is disjointed it's out of whack and it doesn't work and I think that now I as I look at it last night I, I say look February 8th is a trade deadline you could trade whoever you want between now and then and I've stacked them here but if it doesn't work I, I'll give you to February 8th and you can make some trades and stuff but I got to tell you I think we're in the zip code to blow it up I think we have entered the zip code. Now entering blow it up. And when I say blow it up, that means trading Trey. Because it's just not gonna work. And that's no fault of Trey Young's, in my opinion. I'm a huge Trey fan. They just can't seem to get the right mix around him. And maybe you gotta send him somewhere else and kind of start over again because this product that's on the court now, this is no fun to watch. Four oh four seven two six oh nine two nine. What do you have to say? Let's go to Greg. He's on with John. Hey Greg.
4: How are you doing? Good, man. Uh, Well, um, I'm calling from a different perspective because I'm actually a Wizards fan, and I was shocked. I was watching the playoffs, and I was looking at the scores. I'm like, okay, the Wizards are going to blow this. This is not going to happen. I was shocked that the Hawks lost that game because I'm not going to sit back and say that the Wizards don't care about winning. But at the beginning of the year, and this is someone who was raised in the D.C. area, their emphasis is more on—they've said it. Their more emphasized emphasis is on player development, other than winning. So when the Hawks lost, you know, I, I called them the past with Hawks calling shows and show tell says, look, it could be worse. Don't worry about it. You guys have a lot of talent. But when you lost yesterday, I honestly think y'all should blow it up. You know, um, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I think this coach is not the issue. Uh, and I'm, you know, I live in Atlanta. I've been watching, and live in Atlanta since 2017, so I watch the Hawks pretty regularly. And even before that, I may be your age, I may be a little bit older, I remember the Hawks teams in the 70s with John Drew and Dan Roundfield, and you have always been, they have always been a respected organization. I always admire the fact that they never gone through long, lean years like the Bullets last Wizards. You know, you had the team within 2015 that won 60 games. You had the team from the 80s, which was very exciting. Uh, you had the team that, when the Bullets were relevant, almost knocked us out when we were championship and in, in game seven of the 1979 series. I remember thinking when Hoopie Brown was coach of the year, this is a pesky team. <laughs> you know, they've always been respected. So to see them play like yesterday, I was shocked. Um, and I know you got yeah, well, real, Hulk well, I, college, I, I, so
1: here's control, the thing, but... here's the thing, Greg, I wasn't shocked and it's not oh, like really? the, 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 the wizards, yeah, it's not like the wizards came in here and stole one. I probably shouldn't say steal around a wizards fan. I mean, the shoplifting, but, but anyway, uh, it's not like they came in and stole one. Okay. I mean, it wasn't like, oh gosh, you know what? Oh, they hit one at the button. No, they beat the Hawks by 28. And I'm not shocked because I think this team is in serious trouble. And so that's why I think they've entered the zip code, uh, blow it up. If, if, if they were having some unfortunate you know, outcomes and some tough luck, and boy, we re, really need another big in there to help control, a, you know, a game against an Embiid or something and to make us relevant. But they're not even in the zip code of being able to compete, okay? And so they when they go 11-40 from three like they did last night, their defense is so bad they got no chance. I got, I got no chance.
4: And, and you're right. And the Wizards' defense is worse. That's why I was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> you know, we, we are like the worst defense. I mean, sorry, the Wizards are like the worst defensive team. But yeah, and I, I don't think the coach is the issue because he has a stellar career with Utah. I think he's a great coach. Um, I don't even think they need to trade. I mean, you all would know more about this, you know, than I would because you know you follow the Hawks more. But I don't know if they need to trade trade, But they need to blow it up, either with him or without him. Because I was like, no, they can't. You know, losing on the road to the Wizards. I mean, yes, I was happy Wizards won. But at the same time, I'm, I was also as concerned. Because I saw when the Wizards played the Hawks earliest this year, and you all beat the blanks out of us, you know, and I, which is not the. Yeah, five. and that was,
1: by the but way, that was, was that Thanksgiving game, right? That, that was that game of Thanksgiving where the, the Hawks, and then it had been so terrible since. I do appreciate it, Greg. I got full lines here. I want to get yeah. to somebody else. Okay. Yeah, you start putting trade value on some of these players here, and you know Trey has a trade value that's separate than anybody else. If you stop and think about February the eighth, and I know you say we don't want to trade Jalen Johnson because he's the number two value guy on this team right now, okay. Below Trey, Jalen Johnson has become the number two value play in terms of what you can get in return for him. Because teams are seeing Jalen Johnson and they can star. And I don't want to trade Jalen Johnson either. The number three, number three in trade value is bogey. Don't kid yourself. I They want the sniper. They want the bench guy. If you're a contender, you want that veteran to come off the bench ma- ahead of DJ. DJ's value has slipped to number four. Whatever we, he, his value was at San Antonio, it is not his value now. And this whole trade DJ thing, which they tried to make work, boy, I was so excited for it too. You know the one guy on this roster you might protect more than, than anybody else is actually Jalen Johnson. But you get a lot in return for him. And you get – let me – all right, let me see if I can rephrase this. Start to think of it in these terms. Would you trade Trey Young for three number one picks? Let's go to Johnny. If we're in the zip code, to blow it up. Hey Johnny, you're on with John. Hey Johnny. Hey John, how you doing? Doing good, man.
3: I'm good, good, good. So I'm on the I'm I'm opposite. I think uh, it's a coaching problem. I mean, I've been watching this team. I worked at the Omni uh, back when Dominique played, so I've been following the Hawks for my whole life. But when we the earlier this year, we scored. We 84 points in the first half, and then we lose the game. Uh, I mean, we've had several games where we scored 130 points, but we still lose. To me, that's some coaching issues there. I mean, we blow big leagues down in the down – the so blowing it up, what's going to help us if we blow it up? Then we're going to end up like the Detroit Pista. Uh, what we, I mean, we blow it up and then What?
1: So, I, well, I wait, 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 Johnny, 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 let me ask you a question. What exactly is the difference between the Detroit Pistons and the Hawks right now?
3: Nothing exactly.
1: Okay, that's, that's my saying. point. <laughs>
3: exactly. So, what are we going to do with no star players, other than continue down the road we're on right now? And John, one last. Well, one I don't know. I
1: but, but see, I, but see, I don't know that that's the case. if you. I, I did not mean to interrupt you, Johnny. I want to ask you a question. Okay. If you believe that Quin, if you believe that Quin Snyder has a coaching, you know, resume back to Missouri and and into the NBA with Utah, and you believe that he can bring a winner to this top, that's why I mentioned the sixty win team, which really didn't have it didn't have any stars. They just played together cohesively, you know, so well that team did. You know, and and well, ever since Coach yeah. Bub, we went through. All right, we, all right, I'm setting up a question. We went through Lloyd Pierce, that okay. didn't work. Through Coach Mac, that didn't work. If you believe that Quinn Snyder's the coach, then maybe you give him a team that he can coach because this disjointed mess on the defensive end that doesn't shoot at times is a disaster. Johnny, it's a disaster. I agree. It is a disaster. But
3: again. How do you? Uh, I mean, the, the eighty-four point first half reminds me of the Falcons in the in the Super Bowl. How do you blow that? I mean, you had a twenty-point lead and then you end up losing that game. To me, that's coaching. You lose to a team a six and what team last night at home? Come on, John.
1: Well, I if you if, if you're the coach, Johnny, the wait, hey, hang on, Johnny. <laughs> if you're the coach and you're screaming, play, if you, you you think the coach is saying, "Look, don't play no defense," is that what he's saying?
3: <laughs> I don't know, but right now it looks absolutely bad. And and I know yep. we're talking uh, basketball, but I got one last thing. Why would we want Kirk Cousins here? He's coming off an injury. And what does he want in the playoffs? Absolutely nothing. So we would top a bunch of uh, capital, which
1: was put well, i in Well, I, I, I don't trade. know that we do, Johnny. I, Johnny, I don't know that we do. Okay, I, I it's, just, it's just a name that's out there. Right? But the point is... If Belichick is the head coach, the odds are that there's going to be a veteran quarterback. Whether they can work out the money for Russ Wilson, or which is ridiculous, it's like forty-five or fifty million a year. If Denver really wants to get rid of him, they got to do something. Uh, or a Kirk Cousins or a Ryan Tannehill. He's going to want a veteran quarterback in here. That's just my guess. Okay, it's I don't and that All right, Johnny, I it's to not focus. what. Yeah, okay, that's fine. You want him to go I get want
3: what? somebody new. I want somebody new that we can build around. We got the pieces here. We do need a quarterback, but I just don't think we need to tie up $40, dollars a year for somebody that may be at the, on the downhill run. And then you got no money to, to get the defensive end rushes that we need. And so, again, I hope we, I'm hoping we get Harbaugh uh, because he's won in the NFL before, and I think he could do a lot with what we have already have with this team.
1: So no. yeah, I, I'm yeah. kind of with, I, I Johnny, I'm, I'm with you on that. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks, Johnny, for the call. I, I mean, I, nobody asked me what I would do or what I would want, uh, yesterday in our conversation, I would want Jim Harbaugh. I, I would, and I want him to take, uh, you know, again, if you're here's the thing, it, it, this is why I think Arthur, I'm just trying to get in the heads of Arthur, Blank or Rich McKay. If they believe this team could be the best team in the NFC South again next year from a roster standpoint, and there's reason to, to believe that. And I, I, again, we'll get into this tomorrow. Then you can't, I, I think they look at it and say the idea of a quarterback room of Jaden Daniels and Desmond Ritter, which it may be, is just not acceptable. You got to get a veteran. I think they're saying that, you know, that they need somebody. I think that's why, how they view it. Okay, w- whether we like it or not. But let's go back to the Hawks here, four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. 726 Would you take three number ones for Trey? I'm just asking on Sports Radio 92 in the game.
4: Final score
2: again here in Atlanta. The Wizards, 127,
5: and the Hawks, 99.
1: The Hawks have gone 94 games, scoring at least 100 points. So that's one streak that was broken. But even if they had kept that streak intact with one more point last night, it would have been a 27-point loss to the Wizards at home. Yeah, this is really bad. A friend of mine, a friend, guy I talk to on Twitter, uh, quite often a guy named Tomahawk, and says, hey, John, can we get uh, Alex Anthopoulos, now that he's signed that deal through 2031 with the Braves, uh, to be the GM of both the Braves and the Hawks? Here's the thing it actually happened at one point now the answer is no because well no because there's two different ownership groups right I mean you have the wrestlers with the Hawks and Liberty media with the Braves uh but Stan Caston was in charge of the and the Hawks for Ted Turner when he owned both he <laughs> and you know what Stan did a great job love Stan Gaston so he had two ball teams. Uh, so, yeah, no, it's happened in the past. The answer is no, obviously. But, I again, as general manager the problem? Maybe I don't know. I You know, I, 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 wa- I want to say this real quick. When Tony Russell bought this team, I take the man at his word. He said, you know, he and Jamie Gertz and, and the whole uh, new ownership group, he said he wanted to bring championships to Atlanta, right? Okay. And so under the old regime, uh, uh, the old general manager and the old front office and everything like that, the Hawks, you know, they, they look fairly promising. And they they made the decision to draft uh, and make the move for Trey Young over Luka Doncic. And, uh, and which, by the way, I still I still think it's fine. I really do. I mean, not like Luka's got a whole bunch of rings that Trey doesn't have. I mean, they're both good young players. And they both kind of fit, you know, the culture and everything else like that. I, gotta, I got no problem with it. All right? I really don't. The inability of this team to either – see, the, the problem is one of two things. They've changed – so, Tony Ruster said, and I do believe he wants to build a championship. He rebuilds the stadium. You know, he rebrands the team. Uh, they do all the front office cleaning out. There's all the new people here. You know, okay, we, we're going to start over, and we're going to – you know, he, he was in the zip code to blow it up, and he did. He blew everything up. Literally, I mean, he blew up the, the building, right? I mean, so, he, he does everything in terms of blow it up except for the roster overhaul. And now I think we're in the zip code of the roster overhaul because there's only one or two ways to do this. Number one is to build around Trey. And they have tried, I guess, their best, I guess, to build around Trey, and it hasn't worked. So is it, it – because it, this is all about one guy. It's all about one guy. A guy that I love. I am a huge Trey fan. But if – I want to have him. Because whatever happened last night, that, that's just – to me, I just had a visceral reaction to it. Maybe I'm overreacting. I don't think I am. That's the sad part. Let's go to Danny. He's on with John. Are we in the zip code to blow it up? What do we do here? Hey, Danny.
5: Hey, John. How you doing? Good, ma'am. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Danny, can uh, you hear I'm me? A... Yeah. Yes, sir. You good? Yeah. Okay. You're I'll... good. Yes, go. For... Yeah. Hey, I will just – uh. And I'm kind of like you, John. I've been a, uh, I've been in the Atlanta area pretty much most all my life, and um, I'm up in my late 60s. So I've seen, I've seen what they say: the good, the bad, the party cloudy. But the, uh, I think this personally, from the from the hog standpoint. I mean, I don't know if you can classify it as coaching or whatever, but I think actually the team that they have now, I think one of the biggest issues they have is just the, a matter of putting the. The, the proper five the proper five players on the floor at the same time. And Trey is naturally a, a super good athlete, but to say that they should build around him, I think he should just be one piece of the five men that steps out on the floor and not them be so dependent on him because the rest of those guys like Capella and, and uh, Johnson and Murray and all these guys and, and the hunters, these guys can all play almost as good, but I just don't think the balance of putting them on the floor at the same time. Whoa, well, whoa, well, well, stop! Coach, stop! You know what,
1: D- Danny, Hunter's nowhere in the league of Trey Young. I mean, he does He's so far from Trey Young, he couldn't stamp, stand on top of Stone Mountain with a with he he couldn't see with spy glasses for hundred miles. He's nowhere close. Well, I'm not. I'm not he got I'm no trade saying,
5: value. I'm not saying he's the quality of Trey, but I'm just saying Trey is one piece of a puzzle. But you've got all those. Players and you play You got to play them as a group, and everybody is banking on Trey and being the, the superstar player every single game, and that's not going to happen if you don't get performance from the rest of the guys.
1: Right, exactly. I mean, so they've been trying to build. I guess my, my point is they're trying to build around them, and, and we haven't seen them. the other players develop enough to, you know, I mean, Hunter has been a disappointment, a large disappointment in my book. Uh, I thought when we had the playoffs against Miami and he, he looked like, I said, oh, finally he's here. And no, I guess not. I mean, he was supposed to be this defensive start at Virginia and he's not a very good defensive player. So, uh, you know, I, I, the, point is, the point is, Danny, you tried to build around him, right? Do you, do you have any belief, do you have any reason to believe, Danny, that they can build around Trey and give them, if they changed out, swapped out, you know, 11 other guys and put 11 new guys around Trey, that it would work?
5: I, I don't know that continuing to, to change players, you know, getting rid of players and adding players, and I don't think that's the, the real answer. The real answer to me is, is again, you always hear about coaching as well. I mean, you look at all the coaches through the NBA. I mean, you look at, and actually, you got the Steve Kerr's that has the specific athletes, and you look at the Popovich Vigil- when you know, it's. Right,
1: okay. The I don't know Danny. I got full phone lines. You're going to get. How do you do. How would you change this?
5: The only, the only way I look at changing, if you're not going to change athletes, is you're going to have to change coaches, and you're going to, have to get a veteran coach in okay. there that knows how to put this group well, together. He That's is a veteran
1: mind. coach. I appreciate it, Danny. I, I just got to move on. I got full phone lines here. Uh, you got to change it. I, 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 you have two options here, and I don't think the coach is an option. I really don't. I think the coach can coach. I think your two options are swap everybody below Trey, including Jalen Johnson, and try again. You know, basically clean house. You know, new bench, new starters, let's give this another go and build around Trey. Or you get rid of Trey, and you just start over. Totally. Because Trey has value. I think those are your options, because what we got now, it ain't working. But I could be wrong, maybe Danny's right, maybe it's just the coach. I don't think so, that's why we got rid of the, old oh, 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 coach? Right. Carl is on with us. Hey Carl, welcome to the show. Carl. Hello. 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 Hello.
6: Hello. Yep. Listen for John. you, Carl. what up? Yep. Okay. Hey, good morning. Happy New Year to you or good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh listen, real quick, Trey Trey. It's that simple. You and I disagreed about this about seven, eight months ago. No problem. I said then and I remained uh faithful to what I said at that time. Trey Trey. You cannot get rid of a third coach. You cannot get rid of a second GM. It's got to be one piece of the puzzle. It may be two or three, because let's be honest, Clint Capella's not doing anything. DeAndre Hunter's not doing anything. So let's be honest, it's more than one piece. But the one piece that's consistent over all of the changes that have happened is Trey Young. And no, he is not a superstar. No, he is not an all-star. And it's better to get rid of a player one, two, three years early than it is two, three years late, i.e., right now what we're dealing with the De- with Andre Hunt.
1: Well, you know, being a huge Trey young fan, and we're going to disagree that he's not an All Star. Uh, I mean, his, his numbers are he, he he puts up numbers in the category of Michael Jordan and Oscar Robertson. I mean, it's all time stuff. Um, John, I'll and, be, and eventually, I'll be I think uh, Carl, I give you, all right, all right, we're good. And I think he continues on this path. He'll end up in the Hall of Fame. Uh, hard to argue. I, did, I, I mean, disagree. we'll end up. Okay, well, that's fair. But we have a different okay. viewpoint on that. Yes, Having sir. said yes, that, sir. you're not about. Wait, you're not about to get popped here, are you? Oh, okay, good. Um, no. uh, The um. Uh, no, here, here's the thing. I, 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 I agree with you. You know, I, I wanted to give this a go with Quinn Snyder on a full season here. Let's build around Trey. Let's see what we can do. We have nice pieces. Let's go. But what I'm seeing now is it, it's become, you know, to, to, to me, it, it's become obvious. And it's not just Trey, I yeah. think it's everybody. I think now I, I trade everybody not named uh, Jalen Johnson. I put them all I up. Completely you agree. know I mean? Because I
6: agree.
1: I, I, you got to do something different. This is just not going to work for me.
6: And, and it's right. not working have, now. It's not. It's no. Right now working. It's a disaster. To, it's it's beyond a disaster, John. Because remember this: we, the Atlanta Hawks. So I'm gonna use the collective we, even though I have absolutely nothing to do with other than spend time, invest time, invest money, invest all of the emotions to support them, like the other hundreds of thousands of Atlanta area fans. Then that in and of itself. Is draining, is exhausting that you will put that much time, energy, money and effort
1: and this is the result that you get.
6: Yeah, you gotta trade, trade, John. You you, you have
1: to I know, it's I'm afraid not, you do. Boy. I'm afraid. Well what do we get for him, Carl? We get three of number ones? To be completely honest, looking at the landscape, I don't know if we would
6: get three number ones. We might get uh, some good complementary pieces, but I think Jalen Johnson, I agree with you 100%. There's something there with Jalen Johnson that I want to see grow, blossom, and develop. And it's not the same thing that we thought we saw with DeAndre Hunter. Remember, we got rid of J.C., we got we're, we're holding on to DeAndre Hunter at this point would you rather have JC or Hunter
1: uh probably neither <laughs> truth be told but maybe JC over Hunter uh yeah, exactly. you know i mean you know i mean but i'm no. not i a bunch as i like John i'm not a huge JC fan so i think that i think we're, we, we're we're to the point where okay we're going to build around one guy and that guy is Jalen Johnson not Trey Young
6: and, I'm, and I'm, I am I'm can get on board with that because at this point, if you're telling me that we're looking at getting rid of another coach, if you're telling me that the GM's got to go or the basketball operations president's got yeah. to go. I, I, I'm I can't like, argue okay. this point.
1: That Carl's making you, it again. You've I got can't argue. one I can't, guy Carl,
6: that it. one guy has almost killed seven, eight careers of other guys, two coaches, a GM, and a proven GM who's no longer here. You've you got to get rid of Trey.
1: All right, thanks, Carl. Do appreciate it. Four zero four Let's go to Linda here. I, I don't think there's some intentional thing about, you know, we haven't seen any indication of, you know, problems between Trey and the coach like we did between Trey and Coach Mack. Hey, Linda.
7: Hey, how you doing, John?
1: I'm doing Can fine here just trying to figure this thing out.
7: I'm going to blow it up, John. I'm going to trade all the starters, but I'm going to keep Jalen Johnson and the younger guys. I'm a season ticket holder. I keep saying the same thing year after year. The Eastern Conference Final, that's the past. We've gotten worse since that final. So I'm blowing it up.
1: Yeah, Linda, I don't think we've gotten worse. I think we've gotten a lot worse.
7: Oh, yeah, I said a lot worse. We worse than we was since that Eastern Conference Final. The day that they made that call and our plans, what slate had in our plans was, I know we was tanking to get better players to put around Trey, but the day they made that call and fired Laura Pierce, Pierce hey, everything went went. We 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 hired they they uh, made, they, they move, um, coach into the um Laura Pierce a uh, spot, but Coach Nate he wasn't the guy, but I'm gonna blow it up. Trey, what I've seen out of Trey year after year, it's just I don't I don't I don't like it. I don't like the um the way he plays. You know. I know everybody's saying he's a superstar. Oh yeah. He he he's a star to me, you know. And he should have developed more. And his defense on his defensive side, the defense side, it's atrocious, you know. And it started with your leader. He's the leader. But he's atrocious on the defensive side. And that kills us, everybody else, every other guy on the playing defense. You know, we got to – these guys got to help him out. You know, but I'm going to blow it up. Keep J.J. and all the other starters. And I hate they got rid of slang because I think that was so wrong. And they put these younger guys in there, Landry, which I don't think they know what they're doing. We go out and trade for D.J. and they give up three first round picks no i know that was the wrong move i like dj but that was the wrong that's too many i might Skate. that up for for uh, Kevin Durant, three first
1: round picks. Yeah, I, I think but, I think I think that's what happened with Travis Schlank. I think he opposed the deal, and I think that's yeah,
7: he reason. did. That's what I heard. Of, yeah, can, and you know, Jason right. never got rid of Shlank.
1: And I and I like and I like Travis Schlank too. I think he's a really good guy. I mean, I I, I like Landry. I like all of them. I, I like Kyle. I like mm-hmm. I like all of them. I like the whole bunch. It's not a question of who I like. Thanks, Linda. I do appreciate, it. and I wish we we, we get you. better. Let's take Jeff here. Uh, one more. I do want to tell anybody calling in at four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine to be patient. This is not a typical talk show, as you can hear. Here with Carl and Linda and now with Jeff I give you a little bit of time here so you just have to be a little bit patient to get your to get your point in and I appreciate your patience hey Jeff uh, good
2: afternoon Mr. Frankie I hope you're doing well uh
1: I just try I to am, be real I
2: brief I would uh, get rid of Trey Young I take three ones um I also called you a couple of months back. You had a show about Desmond Ritter, and I called you up and I said when it's all over with, he was going to have a Hall of Fame career, and you told me I drank the Kool-Aid. Well, I'm apologizing to you today because I drank the Kool-Aid, but I still would That's get right, rid look, we, we young. Up, we, Right. Young.
1: Right, we gonna Yeah, let's get back to the topic at hand. Uh, Desmond Ritter's the past. Uh, I think, Jeff, at this point, I see no real path that I can trust. What's the goal here? It's to win it. What Tony Ruster said: win NBA world titles. Show me a path outside of oh well, we can go out and get Zion and uh, Giannis and I mean, show me a path. Show me a path to an NBA world title that includes Trey Young because I don't see it.
2: I don't see it either. I think they need to get the three ones and start with a big man.
1: You know, I I think if I own the team, Jeff, if I held a news conference and said, you know, I I purchased it, not that I have that kind of coin, I obviously don't. Uh, But if I own the team, I think I would be inclined to say, look, you know, this isn't working. I know this this is going to be a bitter pill for for Hawks fans to swallow here, but we're going to be making major changes. Then I would trade everybody, literally pretty much everybody on the team, even if it meant i had to trade jalen johnson in order to say uh, you know get just hoard draft picks here and say okay we're going to go into you know money and draft picks we're going to be really, really you think we're bad now we're going to be like pistons bad next year okay and we're going to have to suffer through a year of of awfulness in order to reconstitute this entire franchise because i think that's the point that's why i say i think we're in the zip code to blow it up I totally agree with
2: you. You know, our basketball and our football has been atrocious for the past several years. So something's got to be done.
1: Yeah, I think the Falcons are are probably fairly close. I I, want to believe that. I think they've got really good players in certain spots. Yes, they need to to, to fill in some holes here, you know, at at, at cover corner safety and edge. and, And obviously, God knows they need a quarterback. I don't think they're far off, and I think they—if they get the right person and do it right—again, I'll be back on that Kool-Aid drinking Jeff uh, bandwagon that I have next year for ten to eleven wins. <laughs> no, I, but, but for obvious reasons, I, they've got good players. I mean, they do. They've got good players around them. There are good players on the field out there for the Atlanta Falcons. Really good players. Uh, and well, so you got a great show. You, about- you got a
2: great show, Mr. Fricky, and I appreciate you taking my call.
1: Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, the, the Falcons do. What do the Falcons have? The Hawks have tra- – look, Trey Young is a desirable piece. Okay? He's a really tremendous basketball player. He is um, – so, you know, he's, he, look, he's a ball-dominant one, right? But he is also – you put him in the right system, he's also one of the elite passers and assist makers in the history of the NBA. He, he really changes a team dramatically if, uh, if he shows up on the right team. We just can't build around him. We just can't get those pieces to come here. And it's, it has nothing to do with Atlanta and side-piece city and all that. No, 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 no. It just has to do with that the team was mismanaged for so long that we're sitting with contracts that aren't no good and, and, and just the whole thing is a mess. So, you know, really great NBA teams, you know, I'm not named Jordan, uh, have three players, right? They all have three. It's a triangle thing, right? Now you've got to have three great players. And right now you've got one and a half in between Trey and Jalen Johnson. And the bench is horrific. So, all right, what do you do now uh, in terms of the Atlanta Hawks? I think we uh, – we, yesterday, uh, last night at State Farm Arena – we drove the car uh, past a sign that said, uh, Entering Zip Code, City Limits, I'll blow it up. What do you have to say? Four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. Another hour with John Fricky on Sports Radio 90 trying the game.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month.
5: New iPhone 15s? Over
1: here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.